and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Aha, it is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. Screw your freedom? Screw your freedom. Let's dig into that tonight. We have a huge show. We have a huge bill. Uh, like $4 trillion in new spending. That's going to hurt. <laughs> we have oil prices through the roof. Uh, <laughs> sunscreen. You and I are going to have an honest talk about sunscreen. I have people throwing things at me tonight. <laughs> We're sending dollars to Mexico for gender equality. And obviously tons and tons of emails. And of course, I will be playing my incredible audio from my appearance on on Tucker Carlson last night. It's a jam-packed Jesse Kelly show. But we're setting all of that aside for a brief moment because I have a personal thing I want to bring up. No, don't worry. I'm not going to tell you about my problems. You don't care. And even if you did, that would be weird. I don't know why people use their huge public platforms to talk about personal problems all the time. I find it odd. I see it all over social media all the time. Ah, I'm sick. Wish me best. You know you could do that quietly, right? Setting that aside. Do we actually care about kids in this country? Everyone says they do. It's one of those things. Kids are one of those things... You feel uh, automatically obligated to say you care about them. I mean, when's the last time you really met a person in real life say, I hate kids. Kids suck. You never hear that. I mean, you know they exist, but you don't hear people say that. You have to say things like, kids are the future. I love kids. The next generation. They're so innocent. I treasure them. You're supposed to say things like that. And... I believe people think they care about kids, but maybe, maybe they don't. The reason I bring this up is this. This was an experience I personally dealt with yesterday. No, not my own kids, not their school, not anything like that. This was a friend from out of town. He dealt with this and he called me. You see, his kids are back to school. No, his kids don't go to a a public school. It's a private Christian school, but they go to school. And they went to school last year, too, with no masks or whatnot. It was all optional last year. Again, that private school life can be nice if you can afford it, if you got the time. His kids go to a private school. And day one, his kids show back up at school for day one. They had gone the whole previous year, no masks, no nothing, because he's Somebody who trusts the science. Anyway, his kids show back up at school. And there were a bunch of kids, more than one. I believe he told me there were six who showed back up at school yesterday for day one. Opening of the year. Behavioral problems through the roof. First day. Now, what did all six of those kids have in common? Are they all bad people? Are they bad kids? No, you're not really a bad kid. right? You, if you're bad as a kid... Uh, that's mom and dad. That's that's whoever's raising you at home. What what did all six of those kids have in, have in common? All six of them, their parents had been given the option the year before 
to send their kids back to school like the other kids were doing. Parents chose to keep them at home. No, it's this coronavirus is too scary. Now, what do you have? You have a child who has spent a year, year and a half, being told by the people who supposedly love him most that he will die if he takes his mask off. You know how easy it is to mess up a kid and aim him in the direction of being messed up for the rest of his life? Six kids in trouble in school, day one, all of them had that same thing in common. Kept home, isolated, no friends, wear a mask. Oh my gosh, hand sanitizer, you might die. What have we done to our kids in this society? I don't talk a ton about it. I don't talk a ton about kids, but maybe we should talk about it a lot. What have we done to them? What have we done to the mentality of the next generation in this country? And even if you argue and you'd be right, Jesse, it's not all of them. Uh, My kids are fine. I know your kids are fine. I understand that. I understand you're a sane adult. I get that. You understand it's bad for the whole country if we've screwed up even 5% of the next generation, right? And I think we can all agree that number is greater than 5 with what we've done with coronavirus. Go home, hide, hand sanitize. Oh my gosh, don't hug grandma. You'll kill her and maybe yourself. Jeez, Timmy, you didn't you didn't play on the playground with your friends, did you? Oh my gosh, we better go to the hospital. Let's get him 18 COVID tests. What are you doing to your kids? Kids feed off of mom and dad. Even if you're some kind of basket case, middle-aged soccer mom, popping Xanax every 15 minutes, and all you do is watch the TV and find new things to get worried about. Even if you're a basket case. I get that. I've been a basket case a million times in my life. Don't pass that on to your kids. Do it in private. Go sit in your closet and be a nutball. Your kids are feeding off of this. This is destroying things that are important, like the nation itself. I mean, I know it's a hokey, stupid line. I think it's from that dumb song, but I believe children are the future. Here's the thing. They are. They are. I'm not going to be around for very long, especially if I keep eating like the tacos and queso I ate just before I came on the show. I've only got a few years left. When I'm gone... My sons are going to have to take over this society, this world. Men, stand up, lead. I have an obligation to make sure they're not frightened little mice who are worried about germy germs everywhere they go. And you have that obligation too. These kids, you must be preparing them for the real world, not coddling them from everything that could possibly do them harm. Look, nobody in the world... Love spending time with their kids more than me. Nobody. I love my little buddies. We send them off to camps, several, every year. Do you think I don't miss them to death? Of course. But they got to go fly, fly. Go be on your own. Learn to shower. Brush your teeth. Deal with other kids. Deal with other adults. Go. Get out. Get sick. Get hurt. Cut yourself. Break your arm. That's life. That's how we should be dealing with this. Instead, 
We have a shocking percentage of American uh, parents who, who sit at home and watch CNN all day. And they're convinced that their child's going to die at any moment if we don't hide them and hide them and hide them. And now, after just a year and a half of that, they're letting them back out in the world. And these kids are messed up. We have doctors all over the place complaining about it. Some big shot doctor out of Pittsburgh just came out and said, we have kids with horrible behavioral problems now who never had them before. What do you think's going to happen? What do you think's going to happen? What have we done? We did. We allowed this to happen. And remember, you can't blame the kids. Kids aren't leaders. In fact, their opinions don't matter at all. Oh, I'm not. What, Chris? I'm not being mean. They don't. They're kids. Sit down and shut up. Parents have to lead. Adults have to lead. We're leading these kids to this life of just fear, and it's pathetic, and it's embarrassing. We should be raising generations of warriors. Instead, we're raising a bunch of hypochondriacs. Kid will be asking his girlfriend to use hand sanitizer before she plants a smooch on him one day. Yeah. Hey. All right. I had to get that off my chest. I feel better now, Chris. I feel, see, sometimes it was, it was the tacos that got me fired up. There was some extra spice in there. All right, let's talk oil prices. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday, right, Chris? Sometimes I lose track of time. Look, when you are so wrapped up in doing super important celebrity stuff, what? When you're wrapped up in doing important celebrity things like I am, you get and lose track of time. All right, I'll get to the White House. The White House is calling for OPEC. To boost oil production. Huh? That's weird because this is the same White House that stopped the Keystone Pipeline. So I know you're probably a little confused about that. I'm going to clarify that, but I have to do something really, really important first. I didn't want to forget this at all. And full disclosure, I'm probably going to do this several times throughout the show tonight. I have to focus on me. You see, I went on Tucker Carlson's show again last night. He's my buddy. And talked about Governor Cuomo, and I just thought, in the interest of making your life better, I would play the clip for you. Here it is. I feel guilty effectively defending Andrew Cuomo, something I've never done, hope never to do. And I just want to be clear, I'm not actually defending him. I'm defending the system of equal equal application of the law, which I hope will save all of us in the end. Do you see kind of what's going on here? Oh, well, I'm glad I have a partner in crime. I've been having to do the same thing all day, Tucker. I've been trying to explain to people, this is a palace coup. These communists yes. who managed to slip enough knives into Cuomo to take him down don't actually care about any of these women, whether they were harassed exactly. or not. None of these women are, are cared for by Letitia James or anyone else. If they cared about inappropriate touching by Democrats, they'd be looking a little bit more into Joe Biden, who's been doing this on camera for a long time, and none of his victims are old enough to ride the rides at Disney without an accompanying adult. So don't tell me these people actually care. They don't care. It's all about power. Well, this is the party that elevated as its standard bearer a guy who killed a woman in a car in Chappaquiddick in 1969. I mean, he was the hero of the United States Senate my whole life until a few years ago. So, no, they don't care. So why don't we just say that out loud? Why do we have to go along with this charade that, you know, the, the soy guys at CNN are so shocked by his behavior? You work at a TV network. I think you've seen it before. Trust me. 
Well, they have to pretend to care. All these people pretend to care, Tucker. That's especially as radical as they're getting now. They have to act like Governor Python figures, fingers was this nasty guy, and they've finally gotten rid of him. But everyone knows it's everyone can see the game now. That's not what it's about. It's all about naked power. And as you've been telling people, be careful what you wish for. I mean, Nancy right. Pelosi's 81. Cory Bush is 45. Uh, Cuomo was in his 60s. He now has this younger, much more radical generation taking over. I know this is a moment where we're supposed to be celebrating and this scumbag's going down. Be careful what you wish for. This next generation is so much worse than the current generation. I dare I say it, in 10 years, you'll be begging for the days of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Andrew Cuomo. Man, that guy is so talented. What, Chris? I'm sorry, I can... I, look... Chris, I need you to understand something about me. See, you wouldn't understand this, but I'm going to try to explain it to the little people like you. I am an artist, really. You need to think of me like Leonardo or Picasso. What? You need to think of me like Leonardo or Picasso. When I get done painting a masterpiece, obviously I'm going to step back and look at it. Gosh, what is your problem? <laughs> All right. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Don't forget about the email address. You can email us your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. Friday cometh. And that right soon, you're already churning those questions in. It does help sort through it if you put ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line because they tend to pile up now. What's the big news of the day? Gas prices. Since July of last year, they're up 41.8%. Energy prices in general up 23.8%. That's staggering. That is staggering. And as you rem- as you remember, this White House canceled the Keystone Pipeline. They've done everything they can to keep all drilling off of federal lands. They got into the White House and immediately stopped what Trump had done. Remember, Trump, to his huge credit, everlasting credit, actually made America energy independent. We didn't need anyone else. We are just churning it out. Now, this is confusing, people, because you're seeing today, this is a headline from CNBC, White House calls on OPEC to boost oil production. Hmm. Here's another one from ABC. Biden administration sounds alarm on rising energy prices. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on Wednesday called on the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. That's OPEC. And if, in case you couldn't figure that out. I went to community college. Chris, I have to explain things to people. To move faster to restore global supply of petroleum to pre-pandemic levels. The joint actions come Wednesday as the Biden administration is increasingly sensitive to rising prices across the economy as it faces both political and policy pressure from inflation. Now, here's what's happening today on the right. You're seeing a lot of this because we have a lot of very good, decent people on the right. What's happening today is people are seeing this news and they're saying things like, what? Why would he call on OPEC to increase when he told us to decrease? Why would he hurt our production and he wants them to make up for it? I don't understand. I, I, this is ridiculous. It seems hypocritical. I don't get it. Yes, you don't get it. But it's not because you're a bad person. 
It's actually because you're a good person. I'm a terrible person, so I get it. You, you don't want to live in the world in which you live. So you make up a fake world. People do this a lot. You tell yourself lies. We all do. I I tell myself lies too. You made up a fake world. You want to believe you live in a world where you're dealing with two opposite political parties. And yes, the Democrats want way different things than Republicans want. But in the end, they're just two opposite political parties, right? Two different sides, and there's a war of ideas, and and they, uh, yeah, they're misguided, and it, all those things. This is the problem. That world doesn't exist. They're constantly doing things like this, and people simply won't accept the fact that you, you live in the house, a beautiful house called the United States of America, and you love it. And you appreciate it. And you want to make the house better. Ah, let's get a new coat of paint over here. Honey, should we get a new stove for the kitchen? Honey, you want to live in a house. You want to improve the house. You're proud of the house. Grateful to be in the house. They live in the house with you. They want to burn it down. That is simply, it's a bridge too far for most people to make mentally. That's why when, I mean, Biden administration will just throw open the border. There is no, no possible reason to throw open the border. None. You cannot name an actual reason why it would benefit a nation to throw open a border, allow crime, disease, and drugs to just pour into your country unchecked. You can't name the reason because you don't know what you're dealing with. I can name the reason. I find it very easy to name the reason. It's time to talk about how we got to the point where they wanted to burn the house down. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I, I don't know if I support the Metallica version of this, Chris. Now, hold on, hold on. I'm not anti-Metallica. and I, It's not even that I dislike the Metallica version. I, I, I have plenty of Metallica songs on my phone. I mean, it's not Bob Seger, though, right? Do you have Seger? See? Seger has that voice that sounds like my voice. The page. What? That's, I sound a lot like Seeger. I can tell. <laughs> I do. All right, set that aside for a moment. We're not negotiating with normal people. Oh, before I forget, Chad show coming up one hour from now. You wanted to get a little tougher, a little better at self-defense? We're bringing a UFC champion on the show and Marine Force Recon. He wants to talk about Afghanistan. We're going to ask him a couple tidbits because we keep getting people asking Help out, help out, help out. Make me a little tougher. Make me a little more deadly. Chad Robichaux, who's better than that? The guy could kill all of us with his pinky finger. All right. It's hard to accept where we are. It's hard. Because, I mean, honestly, who wants who wants life to be a big struggle, right? I mean, even politics. You want to be able to have uh, politics to be like, we had a spirited debate, old chap. Let's go have brandy and a cigar. You want you want politics to be more fun. You want this you want to do politics like me. I do too. I want to, I want to do politics. I enjoy it. I know it's important. And it, the the the, com, the combative nature of it is kind of cool. We want to do politics, but we don't want it to be 
Oh gosh, life and death. I mean, I don't want to have that much fun here. I I I want to I want to I want to box with my sons, meaning I want to put on like gigantic gloves and we'll just like punch each other lightly back and forth and have some fun. No, I don't I don't want swords. Are you serious? You're finding out that they play the game with swords. And that is tough to accept. But yet they're proving it to you time after time after time after time and you don't want to believe it, but we can't ever overcome this. We can't ever combat what we're facing until we acknowledge what we're facing, until we point it out and name it and acknowledge it. They destroyed oil production here, and they're calling for more oil from foreigners. Why? They're trying to wreck the place. You're yelling about this infrastructure bill and this new $3.5 trillion budget and all this craziness, and you should. They're going to destroy the dollar. Are these people out of their mind? We're going to go bankrupt. They're going to wreck the place. They know. They know. How could they have the border open, Jesse? Uh, We have all these criminals. These poor illegal immigrants are dying. They're flooding the country with not just COVID, all kinds of other diseases. We have criminals coming across the border, and they're doing this on purpose. They won't stop it. Don't they know it's bad for the country? Yes, they know. Now let's talk about why. How did this happen? Because, look, I haven't even gotten to American Express yet, and this one is going to cut deep. Oh, yeah, Chris, I didn't tell you about this. I forgot to tell you before the show. Hang on. Buckle up for that. I'll get to that in a second. How did anti-American people, people who legitimately hate the country, how did they get to the place where they're now running all of our cultural institutions? Well, this is not difficult. This is a two-part answer. One, they took over the education system. Two, parents. Parents weren't involved enough and what their kids read and write and learn in school. Parents have long been involved in what their kids watch on the television set or music. I mean, you remember the controversy from the 60s, depending on how old you are. That rock and roll is the devil's music. Turn that off. Parents are aware of that. Your parents don't let you watch rated R movies, unless you're one of the cool kids, and I went to try to stay the night at your house because mine wouldn't, but you know what I mean. Your parents don't want you to watch that filth. Why? Because they care about what goes into your eyes and ears, understandably, as parents should. But parents for the longest time, decades and decades now, for the longest time, they sent their kids off to government schools and thought those government schools were teaching their children the same things they learned at government schools. You see, your parents went off to school. And their parents went off to school and they learned about reading and they learned about writing and they learned about this and they learned about that and real history and whatnot. And therefore, they just sent the next generation off too and they did not realize. They simply did not realize. They're teaching something entirely different now. They're teaching flat-out poison to these kids now. And so what happens? Well, you become this anti-American person who hates the country by being taught over and over and over again, 
teacher after teacher after teacher, this is what sucks about America, and this is what sucks about America, and this is what sucks about America. And then you go to communist finishing school, also known as America's universities, and they teach you this is what really sucks about America. In fact, you should try to bring America down. This place is evil, and this place sucks. And now what you're churning out, you're churning out adults who are now independent but they're independent with a worldview that is the polar opposite of yours. And you don't have any middle ground with those people. You don't because they have a mission in life. And remember this, and you have to remember this, they feel like they're morally right. They feel like they have a mission in life to bring this country to its knees. They feel like their mission to destroy America is the righteous one. They feel like they're doing good. That they have an obligation. And I want you to, I don't want you to sympathize with them. You must destroy these people. But I do want you to understand the same thing could have happened to you had you been raised different and educated different and had different influences in your life. If I were to get my hands on you from an early age, no, not in a weird Joe Biden way, just I mean raising you from an early age. And I were to tell you over and over and over again, your country sucks and your country's evil and it's racist and your country's misogynistic. It hates women. Women basically were slaves here. And oh my goodness, gay people, we treat gay people like death here. We practically murder them in America. And I were to start pouring that in your ear from a very early age, hour after hour after hour after hour, you would soon go off and be an independent adult Only you would go through your life thinking this whole world or everything I see around me sucks. I hate it. And I want to ruin it. And you can say to yourself, well, Jesse, I don't understand, though. Joe Biden, he's from an older generation. He's not from that. He's from the older Democrats. Joe Biden isn't running anything. Nothing. The only time Joe Biden even really wants to show up to work is when there's a bunch of little kids who show up to the White House. What, Chris? We could make jokes. But it's true. Joe Biden isn't running anything. I know this. I told you that. I've told you this before. You already assumed it. Joe Biden isn't running anything. He's not mentally capable of it. He's not mentally strong enough. He has a bunch of these America-hating academic types all around him in the White House, and they're in charge. Why do you think they had some nutball TikTok transgender dude at the White House the other day, specifically there, we know now from leaked emails, to press the vaccine, to push the vaccine to 12 to 25-year-olds? Why do you think they would do something like that? You think Joe Biden even knows who that fruitcake is? No. You have a bunch of America-hating college radical nutjobs now in charge of the country. So stop saying to yourself, stop saying to your friends and family, I don't understand. Why would they do that? I don't understand. It's time to start understanding. It's time to start accepting. If you and I aren't willing to accept that they're not trying to improve the house just in a different way, they're trying to burn it to ash, then we can't possibly combat these people. Because remember... They feel morally right burning it to ash. They feel like they're on a mission from their God, their communist God. Unless you're equally as committed to stopping that fire and kicking them out of the house, that house is going down. I'm not done yet on this, but first and foremost, 
Look, I just brought it up to you. $4 trillion in spending. $4 trillion in spending between the infrastructure bill and this new $3.5 trillion budget. You know we were already $28 trillion in debt. You've seen what they're saying about inflation. I mean, I, I read you one number earlier. Used cars and trucks up 41%. Transportation up 6%. Energy up 23 This isn't going to stop. The value of your dollar is going to go down, no matter how much of it you have. I don't want you to do anything crazy or radical. I want you to do me a favor and call Oxford Gold Group. Look, I send my friends and family to Oxford Gold Group. Tell them I told you to call. They will get you real gold to hold in your hands. Nothing drastic, nothing crazy, real value delivered to your doorstep. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Make sure you tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I realized that was probably a little heavier, but I just, I just, we have to understand. We have to understand we're not dealing with people who just want a different color of drapes in the house. You want the house big and beautiful and strong. Throw some new paint on it. Maybe get some new carpet down. They're in the kitchen pouring lighter fluid in it and lighting it on fire. We're not dealing with people who want the same things. Which is not. All right. Should I talk about the bank robber story? Chris, I understand there are all these big stories today. I really want to talk about the bank robber story. I'm rooting for him. I can't help it. I root for bank robbers, and I know I'm a bad person, and it's terrible. You know what? It's my show. I'm talking about the bank robber story. By the way, I will take some phone calls tonight. As you all have become well aware, there are rules on this show. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. What are those rules? You must set aside the good person you are and become a bad person when you call into this show. You will not say, hi, Jesse. How are you? I love you. The audience hates it. It's miserable for everybody. Nobody likes to hear your small talk. When I say, uh, Bob in Rhode Island, go, go. Get right to your point, all right? And and in case this is your first night listening, if you don't, if you don't get right to your point, and even if you do get right to your point and it starts to drone on, you're going to hear a click eventually. And don't I don't want I want to be clear about something. This is not a phone screener or Chris or something like that that's hanging up on you. I have a button right in front of me. That's it's the hang up button. It's all me. 877-377-4373, or you can email us, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get to a couple emails. Hi, Jesse. I don't believe Chris is real. I'm a relatively new listener, but I don't think I've heard him speak in the 17 and a half times I've listened to your show. He never responds to defend himself or comment when you ask, what, Chris? All right, Chris, we've had to deal with this before. Let's deal with this one more time. For some reason, people think you're a figment of my imagination or something like that. Chris, for all the country to hear, go ahead, say something. See? I told you. Don't ever doubt me again. Dear Oracle, I just made your famous burger recipe. It's the best burger I've ever made. The American cheese was what really made the burger. 
My wife loves it so much she ate two burgers. Love seeing you on Tucker. Keep up the great work. In your face, Chris. Because when I gave out the recipe the other night, when I said it was the best burger on the planet, because remember, we had Megan Kelly on earlier in the week, and she referenced my burger. I told you it was world famous. I said, you will think it's the best burger you've ever eaten. How many emails do we have, Chris? You're the one who sorts through them. How many do we have? A lot from people saying, best burger I've ever eaten in my life. Chris, what night was that? It wasn't last night. It was the night before, which was Monday? It wasn't Monday. It was Monday. Monday night, if you missed it, all, every show is podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Monday night, if you want to know how to make the greatest cheeseburger in the history of the world, go listen to the podcast. Enjoy it. Headline, inside the U.S. Marshall manhunt for the longest miss, or for the long missing fugitive behind the $350 million bank swindle. An unassuming Brooklyn computer salesman who in 1998 committed one of the nation's most outlandish bank frauds before making a brazen escape is now the subject of an intensifying global manhunt by U.S. Marshals. John Rufo swindled banks out of more than $350 million and was scheduled to start serving a 17-year prison sentence when he vanished. The U.S. Marshals have labeled Rufo one of their 15 most wanted fugitives and have provided ABC News with access to their manhunt and so on and so forth. The case has, for decades, baffled investigators who never fully understood why Rufo was granted the unusual privilege of being allowed to self-report to such a hefty prison term. On the day he was supposed to show up at prison, this is my favorite part, he rented a Ford Taurus, drove to Queens, New York, to turn in the ankle monitor he'd been wearing, took out $600 out of an ATM, left his car in the long-term parking at JFK, and disappeared. Now, I have to clarify, I know this is a bad person. I understand that. You know, I hate thieves, right? I get that it's a bad person. I know. I know I should want this guy in cuffs five seconds from now. What is it about these escaped cons that makes you root for them a little? I mean, unless it's some guy who hurt kids or something like that. Whenever you see some bank robber on the lam... What is it? Is it because we all want... I'll be honest, Chris. I want to know how long I could last. No, don't laugh and make fun of me. I can blend. The people think because I'm 6'8 and a bit louder, I guess. I guess my voice carries. The wife always says my voice carries. People think I can't blend. I'm like a chameleon, Chris. I am. I am. I know how to, I know how to stay in the shadows. But I would love to know. I wonder if there's like an experience you could pay for out there where you go on the run and the cops chase you and you see how long you could last. I bet I could last a long time. I bet I could last a long time. Yeah, I could, Chris. I'd be in the seedy parts of town. I would. I would. Hey, buddy, I need a fake passport. I would. All right, let's set that aside for just a moment. Let's do the thing I probably should not do. Let's give the phones a shot. Understand that you may ruin it for everybody right out of the gates. Patty, I'm going to you. I'm going to you first. Patty, go. Well, that answers that. That answers that. 
Democrat-led Senate okays more than $4 trillion of spending in less than 24 hours. $4 trillion. So are you keeping track? Because these numbers are so big, they're so big, I want to make sure you're keeping track of just how many of these multi-trillion dollar bills we have. I'm going to do just a brief, very, very brief breakdown for you here in just a second. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm going to play you some sweet audio from this teacher. I I, I mean, I, I sold her as being heroic. I think it's heroic. I think it's courageous what this teacher did. I'll play you that in just a minute. But first and foremost, budget and bank robbery. Let's talk bank robbery again first since this is a very heavy show. Chris pulled out something. There was a 300 million yen robbery in Japan. This is back in, when is this? 1968. That's about $6 million these days. Get the guts on this guy. There was some big bank truck driving a bunch of cash. I guess it was employee bonuses or something. The bank truck was 200 meters, I think, away from its destination. Yeah, 200 meters from its destination. Dude on a motorcycle in a cop uniform pulls him over. And tells him, hey, someone just set off a bomb and there's a bomb on your truck. You need to get out of here now. Get out of this truck. Get out of here now. I will get it safely to its destination. And it works. It works. The dude hops in and takes off and has never been found. Has never been found. And I'm not supposed to root for that guy. I can't help it. I'm rooting for that guy. All right. This is just in the span of about 16 months. I know when we talk about spending numbers, it's hard to wrap your mind around it. It, it, I I take that back. It's impossible. These numbers are too big. You don't get it. But get this. In 16 months, this is from my buddy Will, $2.2 trillion on the CARES Act, $2.3 trillion in the Omnibus Bill, $1.9 trillion in the American Rescue Act, $3.5 $3.5 trillion in the Recon- Reconciliation Infrastructure Bill. That's $9.9 trillion in the span of 16 months. Like I said, those numbers are way, way too big for you or I to comprehend them. They are. They're way too big. What you do have to know is this. We don't know exactly how this train ends, but this train ends. And we do have to understand it's going to hurt really, 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 really bad when it gets here. It's going to hurt in ways you and I don't know. I, I mean, I can't even explain it to you because all I can look at is history. And historically, what I see is people lose their entire way of life. They lose their way of life. They don't. They don't live the same way again for the rest of their lives. No more Starbucks, no more white picket fences, no more cars, no more that. People, people lose their way of life. All right, let's try this again. Patty, I'm going to the phones. Patty, go. You know, I just wanted to talk about the young children who were in school having to wear a mask. I remember when I was in grade school that in order to learn how to pronunciate words or the sounds of the letters, you had to see the teacher's face move. 
You had to see the lips move, the facial expressions. Mm -hmm. These kids are going to be set so far back, they're going to need to be in special ed when they hit middle school. And it's really sad that they have to put masks on young children. It is sad. It's pathetic. And that's a great phone call, Patty. It is sad. It's pathetic. It's terrible. And she's right about that. She's right about, I mean, remember, you and I already know how to speak. I mean, Chris, not so much, but you and I know how to speak. These kids are learning these things. What are we teaching them? What are we teaching kids? How are we wrecking their mentality in this country? It is, it is honest, it is terrible what we've done to them. All right, now I promised this teacher some airtime tonight. This is a fifth grade teacher. You don't know, you probably don't know what's going on in Loudoun County. Loudoun County's in Virginia. It's, I mean, it's the center of all this insane critical race theory in schools debate. They're teaching it there heavily. The parents there don't want it. There have practically been riots. It's, it's been really bad. We throw the term courage and bravery around a lot. And like I said, people write me emails all the time. Thank you for having the courage to say it, and thank you for having the guts to say it. It doesn't take guts when you're a sociopath to say what you believe. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Because criticism and stuff like that doesn't bother me in the least. When you have a teacher out there taking a stand like this, this is courage. This is guts. And I'll tell you, I'm very... Very, very impressed with this woman. 877-377-4373 is the number. This is a little long. It's longer than I normally do. There's a chance I'll cut in here at some point in time. So it's way longer than I like to play. But Chris, play this fifth grade teacher. This year, I have the privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth. And I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer I have struggled with the idea of returning to school knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and i encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policies being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county not only that but within the last year i was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white christian able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that quote this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents. The children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. Daggone. That is awesome. Talk about skin in the game. Stepping up and not even doing it privately. Stepping up, dropping that bomb she knew that would float around social media and walking away. Walking away. That is awesome. Good for that lady. 
and I hope some private Christian school snatches that woman up and she goes out and has a great life teaching kids the right way. Now, walking away. (sighs) I didn't even want to talk about it. I will tell you something. I love American Express. I've always had it. Folks had it. You know, my folks started a construction business about the time I joined the Marine Corps, and I know they worked with American Express all the time. The customer service experience I have had with American Express, second to none. I book my travel through American Express. Like I, We're just an American Express family. <sighs> the headline, lie of credit. American Express tells its workers capitalism is racist. This is from the article. This is Christopher Rufo from the New York Post. American Express, which made $2.3 billion in profit last quarter, invited the great-grandson of the Nation of Islam's founder to tell its employees capitalism is evil. It was part of the credit card giant's critical race theory training program, which asks workers to deconstruct their racial and sexual identities, then rank them on the hierarchy of privilege. This is according to Christopher Rufo. I'm going to get him on soon. Don't worry. According to a trove of documents I've reviewed, Amex employees created an internal anti-racism initiative after George Floyd's death last year, subjecting employees to a training program based on the core tenets of CRT, including intersectionality, which reduces individuals to a tangle of race, gender, and sexual identities that determine whether he is an oppressor or oppressed. I'm not going to read the entire article for you. I would highly recommend you go seek out Christopher Rufo's work because he's doing great stuff there. But how can I stay? How can I stay now? And what options do I have? Do I have options? How can I read this and stay? How can remember I talk to you all the time about being more purposeful? Maybe it's time for me to get more purposeful. Speaking of purposeful, I know you want your family to be safe. Have you taken any steps to make sure that happens? This is a true story. Husband and wife driving home from dinner. Stop at a red light. Boom. Angry mob surrounds the vehicle. Yank open the door. Start to drag the husband from the car. He's about to die until he reaches for his Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. He shoots his attacker twice in the chest. It has this powerful chemical irritant in it. It is the most brutal, debilitating thing in the world. Couple speeds off safely. They sleep at home in bed every night, alive still to this day. And no life was lost that night. Go to Hero2020.com. Use the coupon code Kelly, but go to Hero2020.com. And when you use that coupon code, it'll get you a special discount. State law restrictions may apply. Be more purposeful with protecting you and yours. Hero2020.com, coupon code Kelly. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and do not forget, if you miss any part of the show, 
You can get the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. What? We have great ones here. This one's titled, What, Chris? I can't believe this guy, I can't believe a guy this handsome can't get a sunroof fixed or barely keep a dog alive. You know, that's not nice. One, the dog is doing fine. Two, I don't want to talk about the sunroof thing. The next one is titled, A Great American. Listening to Jesse is like being told stories by a wise father with godlike handsomeness who treats you like an adult. He makes the complicated sound simple while being so freaking entertaining that his voice almost makes me forget about his awesome good looks. That's a great song. That's a great review right there, Chris. I thought that guy really nailed all that is me. <laughs> all right. Chris and I were talking during the break because I was asking you as we were going into it. This American Express thing, this company-wide this anti-racism thing, critical race theory filth they're putting their employees through. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want my dollars to support it. But what can I do about it? Now, Chris and I were talking during the break. Well, let's let's go something different. Pick a different route. What route? What route? What's the company out there? I don't even need some far right wing company. I mean, that would actually be really nice, but I don't need some far right wing company. Give me just a company who won't poison my culture. You see how trapped we all feel now? This is why I get the desperation in people's emails and phone calls. I get the desperation. People feel surrounded. They feel completely trapped. Like you don't have options. And I mean, do we? And do they want us to? We played it at the beginning of the show. Chris, play Arnold Schwarzenegger again, because we're going to talk about this. Play Arnold Schwarzenegger again. And not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. S- screw your freedom? Okay, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Here's the uh, lead medical voice in the United States of America. This is a little long. Here's the guy everyone's been looking to, the good doctor. Here's Fauci. Yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools. Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. I mean, we are in a critical situation now. We've had 615,000 plus deaths, and we are in a major surge now as we're going into the fall, into the school season. This is very serious business. You would wish that people would see why it's so important to get vaccinated. But you're not going to get mandates centrally from the federal government. But when you're talking about local mandates, mandates for schools, for teachers, for universities, for colleges, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. I know you like your freedom. (laughs) I know you like your freedom, but sorry. Things have changed. The circumstances have changed. Just do what you're told now. I mean, I don't know about you. I always knew my freedom was just temporary, right? Look, you're free uh, until I decide there's a catastrophe out there. And I'll say this, too. And you know I'm not the type of person who said, I've never once said uh, coronavirus is fake or something like that. It's obviously a real virus. It's killed some people. I get that. 
especially old people and fat people, they're in trouble. I, I get that. I get that. Why are they so invested in telling us about this huge disaster that's always about to happen? If it was a huge disaster, wouldn't we be seeing it? Why is it always just right around the corner? Just, you can't quite see it. Look, it's at this hospital. No, 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 no. Not the hospital where you live. A hospital uh, over there. They're overwhelmed. Oh, uh, no. It, it's it, Look, it's not here in America, but it's Italy. They're getting overwhelmed and it's coming here. Hospitals are overwhelmed. Haven't you heard? Everyone's dying from COVID. Haven't you heard? Well, why can't you see this? Why aren't you surrounded by people in your life who are dropping dead from coronavirus? If it was so bad, why do you have to keep telling me it's so bad? Do you think the people living through the Black Plague as it was wiping out half of Europe had to be told, hey, there's a plague, be careful? Or do you think they knew when they were shoveling bodies into the ditch, ah, this is probably not good, right? I think they probably knew. And you know where this leads, right? You know where this leads? This is from South Wales. Now, it's not America for you uh, America types, but this is from South Wales. You know this is where we're going. We need to limit our movements. We need to consider whenever we leave our house that anyone with us, anyone we come into contact with, could convey the virus. So whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next door neighbour in the shopping centre, in the Coles, while you're at Coles or Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Don't talk to people? Is that, is that, is that where we're going? I, just, I only played that for you because I've been trying to drive this point home. There's not some benchmark for them. Have you noticed something? And this is going to hit home when I bring this up. Have you noticed they've never given you a hard number, a hard set point, a destination, a goal of some kind? Why do you think that is? Why do you think they've never gotten up there and said, okay, uh, when we have this many cases or fewer, all this stuff is over? Why do you think that is? Why do you think everything seems to be so flapping in the wind? Everything is really just kind of fungible. I mean, cases are up or cases are down, but deaths are up. But there is, okay, everything's down, but there's a surge here and we have to do the Why do you think nobody, no one in the United States of America, not the president, not Fauci, not anybody, why do you think nobody has come right out and said, at this point, we can stop all this madness? Why do you think that is? I've been trying to drive home to you time and time again. This never ends until you stop complying. Never. They will never get tired of this. This is the greatest thing that happened to these people. All right. Time to talk to a UFC fighter, Marine Force recon, and a guy who's disgusted about what's happening right now in Afghanistan. And I have some audio from Jen Saki about Afghanistan. Oh, gosh. Hang on. It is 
the Jesse Kelly Show, and we have some audio for you here. <laughs> Gosh, it's, you know, before I play this audio from Jen Psaki, let's just talk briefly about Afghanistan for a moment. Afghanistan is a tribal country of warlords. This is something we know. And we've known all along the Taliban were the strongest fighting force in Afghanistan. And don't make the mistake of thinking this, that when we showed up, they were just a bunch of uh, ragtag losers who didn't know what they were doing. No, their weapons were were pretty primitive, right? Because they're pretty old. They don't have that kind of an economy. But they had been fighting in those mountains. They'd been experienced fighters for a long, long, long time. They were good fighters. And we show up in Afghanistan with no mission and no mission. Yeah, I get Osama bin Laden, but what was the mission besides that? And remember, shockingly, it came from the Washington Post, but the Afghanistan papers, which everybody forgot about about 15 seconds after they came out, I would highly recommend you go read them again. The Afghanistan papers might be the most damning piece of journalism on American leadership I've ever seen. I mean, from the earliest stages, Rumsfeld himself, they have all these leaked documents. I'm not really sure who we're fighting. I I don't know what we're doing. And the stories I've heard from my buddies who've been over there fighting about guarding poppy fields, guarding pallets of cash that were going to be handed out to the warlords, putting in water wells, trying to reach hearts and minds and then abandoning them. Just the most insane, stupid, nonsensical stuff in the world. Well, of course, we decide we're going to leave. Joe Biden needed a political win, which is why we left. We decided we're going to leave, but we should have left, right? We should have left. So Joe Biden packs up, takes off. We not only left behind who knows how much money in equipment, we left so much money in advanced weaponry. Remember, we had BK who was over there fighting on the show. He said, we have super advanced comms and NVGs. Those are night vision goggles and, and I mean, heavy machine guns. You name it. They've walked off these bases, and now the Taliban are taking it all. So we've taken these awesome fighters. We armed them even better. And surprise, surprise, the second we left, they're storming through the country like a blowtorch, blowtorch through butter. There's no, there's no group within the country that has the ability. There, nobody has the might to stop Afghanistan, to stop Afghanistan from going the way it's going to go. It's just, it's inevitable. So, I mean, you can, you can gloss over the headlines all you want. So that's Afghanistan. What hit me today, though, was the White House press secretary and this insane left-wing academic view of the world and how the world works. And man, is this telling. The Taliban also has to make an assessment about what they want their role to be in the international community. What? What? This is on the heels. Oh, wait. This is on the heels of something else. I don't have it in front of me right now. I'll dig it up. This is on the heels of them saying, essentially what they were saying is they were pleading with the Taliban. Pleading. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I knew I'd get it. The Taliban ignored prior pleas. This is from the New York Post. From White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who on Friday said, quote, We strongly urge them to devote the same energy to the peace process as they are to their military campaign. You, you, you strongly urge them? 
You're giving them please? This is a radical Islamic, extremely devoted sect who has every intention of not only taking over Afghanistan, they're going to oppress women in ways you can't possibly even imagine. They're going to slaughter people wholesale. They don't have this desire to be part of the world stage. Well, they have to choose if they want to be part of the world stage. They don't want to be part of the world stage. But this is what happens now. And this is why our foreign policy has been such an embarrassing failure since the 50s. Do we call it the 50s? 60s at least? This is why. Because our foreign policy is set by a bunch of academics. By a bunch of people who go to college and then think they understand something about the world. If you really want to know how bad that is, talk to somebody who was CIA. I have a bunch of buddies who were former CIA. They don't, they don't, they're glad they're not in anymore with the direction that organization's gone. But even when they were in, they said you couldn't imagine the things we would bring them, information from on the ground, and the things they would say back to us so completely naive to the way the world works at all. Just criminally naive. Not at all. Not at all grounded in any semblance of reality. The Taliban, Chris, play this again. The Taliban have to worry about their role in the international community. Are these people all children? The Taliban also has to make an assessment about what they want their role to be in the international community. Their role in the international community? If you feel like you're run by children. You probably feel like that from time to time. Are these people all children? It's because you are. Honestly, and I don't really, I'm not trying to be tongue in cheek about that. You are run by children. You're run by children when it comes to real life experience, and there's no substitute for that. People like this, people who run the policy of this nation at the Pentagon, CEA, State Department, otherwise, they're all people like this who've never experienced the real world at all. They're all people like Jen Psaki. Not so. Email. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can email your love, your hate, your death threats, whatever you want. All the emails go right to Chris. He prints them all off for me. I read every single one of them. I won't respond. I get way, 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 way too many of them. You can also call. I will take some phone calls tonight as long as they don't suck. As you know, you'll get the hook really fast. 877-377-4373, 877-377-4373. Chris, do you have my Tucker Carlson bit from last night? Do you have it from last night? No, just save it. Just save it. I just want to know that it's there. It's like a comforting, but what, Chris? It's like a comforting blanket to me to know it's there. Dear Dr. Steele Jesse, Obama lives at sea level on Martha's Vineyard. I remember his speech about the oceans rising. He also had a large birthday party with no masks. John Kerry, the climate czar, flies in private jets. If they don't believe this nonsense, why should we? Well, they don't believe it. None of these people believe it. None of the leaders of the climate change movement believe it. You know because of their actions. They don't believe it. However, you need to think about climate change in much the same way you think about coronavirus. They understand using fear... Using the fear of impending doom 
is the most effective way of controlling people and getting people not only to comply. You see, fear not only gets people to comply, fear will get people to actually become your foot soldiers. That's what fear will do. Why do you think we've turned into a society of monsters who scream at people about masks and vaccines? Well, they scared people bad enough. I have said this a bunch, and I really mean this. You know I'm a history freak, right? I'm a history freak. I love it. I have throughout history wondered, how could you treat a group of people like that? Even if you hate them, who, how could you get these people to treat these people like that? I never got it. I never could wrap my mind around it. Having lived through this coronavirus thing, I see now. I see absolutely clearly. It's not hard. Create a class of people, a lower class, convince that society the lower class is responsible for all that society's problems, and you can get people to do to them whatever you want. Whatever you want. History is full of examples of this. All right, I'll take some phone calls right after this. 877-377-4373. First and foremost, you see Mike Lindell out there today? Once again, taking heat on behalf of you and I, trying to get the election stuff done right, being outspoken, getting kicked out of all these big box stores and not slowing down, not backing off at all. And the best part about my pillow, the products are such quality, his sales are still through the roof. Through the roof. Get out there and support a patriotic company because I have the sale of the year for you. Their Giza Dream Sheets, you know the ones I tell you about all the time I sleep in? They're 50% off right now with the promo code JESSE. 50% off. You got to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and there you'll see them as low as $49.99. That is absurd for the best cotton you can find. Giza Dream Sheets, sale of the year going on right now, but it's limited time. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. I promise you'll email me and thank me for that one. All right, we'll take your calls, and I have a great clip for you. Hang on. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Against my better judgment, I'm going to go to some phone calls in just a second. 877-377-4373. Do the best you can not to drive the show off a bridge, down a cliff, into a flaming volcano, okay? Don't ask me how I am. Just go make your point. But first, I did want to point this out. I'd like to build up talent when I find it. Whenever I find young talent out there, I like to try to mentor. I mean, Michael Berry, my mentor in this business, he helped me along. So when I was watching TV last night and I saw this, I thought, man, alive. I don't know who this guy is, but he is, uh, this guy's going to be huge. I feel guilty effectively defending Andrew Cuomo, something I've never done, hope never to do. And I just want to be clear, I'm not actually defending him. I'm defending the system of equal application of law, which I hope will save all of us in the end. Do you see kind of what's going on here? Oh, well, I'm glad I have a partner in crime. I've been having to do the same thing all day, Tucker. I've been trying to explain to people, this is a palace coup. 
These communists yes. who managed to slip enough knives into Cuomo to take him down don't actually care about any of these women, whether right. they were harassed exactly. or not. None of these women are, are cared for by Letitia James or anyone else. If they cared about inappropriate touching by Democrats, they'd be looking a little bit more into Joe Biden, who's been doing this on camera for a long time, and none of his victims are old enough to ride the rides at Disney without an accompanying adult. So don't tell me these people actually care. They don't care. It's all about power. Well, this is the party that elevated, as its standard bearer, a guy who killed a woman in a car in Chappaquiddick in 1969. I mean, he was the hero of the United States Senate my whole life until a few years ago. So, no, they don't care. So why don't we just say that out loud? Why do we have to go along with this charade that, you know, the, the soy guys at CNN are so shocked by his behavior? You work at a TV network. I think you've seen it before. Trust me. Well, they have to pretend to care. All these people pretend to care, Tucker. That's especially as radical as they're getting now. They have to act like Governor Python figures, fingers was this nasty guy, and they've finally gotten rid of him. But everyone knows, it's, everyone can see the game now. That's not what it's about. It's all about naked power. And as you've been telling people, be careful what you wish for. I mean, Nancy right. Pelosi's 81. Cory Bush is 45. Uh, Cuomo was in his 60s. He now has this younger, much more radical generation taking over. I know this is a moment where we're supposed to be celebrating and this scumbag's going down. Be careful what you wish for. This next generation is so much worse than the current generation. I dare I say it, in 10 years, you'll be begging for the days of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Andrew Cuomo. Man, what a talent. What a talent. What, Chris? <laughs> All right, it's fine. Against my better judgment, I'm going to attempt phone calls. As you know, I've been hesitant. The hook comes quick. Get right to your point. Richard, go. The thing that I don't understand and the thing that concerns me is that the right keeps saying, oh, you see, we'll get them in 2022. We'll get the House and the Senate back. But if the left has a mechanism to steal a presidency, which I believe they did, what makes everyone think that they're going to just give up power in 2022? Actually, that's a great phone call because let's, let's be honest about something. Something happened in the last election. We have all these audits going on. I mean, we have major credible news networks do, doing stories on them now. I mean, Tucker Carlson himself did one on his show. What happened in Fulton County, Georgia? Something dirty went on. And now we all of a sudden have this ramped up COVID panic all out of nowhere, really. Are they trying to do it again? Have you seen what they're doing in California with Gavin Newsom? That's a great phone call. It's a great point. Gavin Newsom's in the middle of this recall. I mean, what a shock. I'm looking at this headline. Gavin Newsom invites the world's homeless to California. <laughs> yeah, that'll beautify the place. So Gavin Newsom obviously has been a dog, dog meat governor. He's in the middle of a recall and one that the polls are showing he's losing. It looks really bad for him there. So what are they going to do? I think we all know what they're going to do, right? I mean, this $3.5 trillion budget plan, you know there's amnesty built in this, right? Do they have to worry about... If you're, if you're pushing policies your voters don't want, well, create some new voters. It's actually quite brilliant. I'll be honest with you. Now, obviously, you know I hate communists more than anything. I, I, I make no bones about it. I, I am anti-communist to the core. If I'm being honest with you, part of me admires them. Part of me admires the tenacity of it, 
the commitment of them to rip apart everything they see and how successful they are of it. I mean, wrap your mind around this. And and I, I, I end the show a lot by saying more people think like you than think like them. I, I end the show like that a lot, right? I'm not saying that to just kind of like fake build you up. I mean millions and millions and millions of more people think like you than think like AOC. That's simply a statistical fact. Millions of people. And yet... They control all the cultural institutions. Now, you can hate that, and I do. And I know you do, too. You almost have to admire it, though, right? That's kind of impressive. A tiny, unpopular, disgusting ideology, this anti-human death cult called communism, and yet they manage to worm their way into getting a foothold into a lot of places. They got that they got the United States of America. It's what they always wanted. They got the United States of America. That is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. All right. Let's try again. That was a good one. Joaquin, Joaquin, go. Jesse, the ass of Congress and a commie squad. What are you gonna call? Jesse Kelly, commie buster. Biden and Pelosi. <laughs> Commies up to no good. What are you gonna call? Jesse <laughs> Kelly. The commie buster. Hey, Jesse, that last election, you know what? It wasn't stolen. It was handed over on a silver platter, okay, to the, uh, to the Biden administration. And it was our deep state Republicans who did it. Because all these places where the election fraud occurred, it was all in Republican legislature-controlled areas. And I have to ask, if you're president of the United States, your father was president of the United States, and he was former director of the CIA. How could no, you it's a good call. It's a good call. We're just up against the great. I'm actually not hanging up on that guy. This is a bad call. I appreciate the Jesse Kelly rap. That was hilarious. Let's have an uncomfortable conversation about that. How responsible are Republicans for that election? Uh-oh. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. That's a little dark, Chris. We're in the It's a little dark. Isn't that about... I believe that's about his uncle who was in Vietnam. That's a great song. That's The, the band is Allison Chains. The song is called Rooster. For you older or younger types, I realize you're always talking to different generations here. <laughs> All right. The question was... It was a good one. How responsible are Republicans for all this mess? Especially for the election mess. I mean, remember in Georgia, we're dealing with the Republican Secretary of State, Republican Governor. Look, when I talk to you about the system, you and I have talked about the system how many times together? The system. Democrats, at least half the Republicans, all of the federal government, and I mean every single branch, the media, music, movies, sitcoms, Sports now, Fortune 500 companies, you name it. The professor, the educational system, at half the churches in the country. It's why it's a system now. All the cultural institutions, they all believe the same thing now. Here is the honest truth of it. Donald Trump, while obviously not a saint and far from perfect, Donald Trump was the one thing the system would never, ever, 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 ever tolerate. Donald Trump was what you call a system disruptor. 
I take that back. That's what I would call it. I guess it's a little presumptive to say that's what you would call it. That's what I've always called it. And as you know, I'm a leader, Chris. I am Jesse the Shogun Kelly. All right. I call him a system disruptor, okay? A system disruptor because you can you can read about guys like this throughout the history of mankind. Something that comes to mind here, and I'm not going to try to bore you to death, but history. The Roman Republic. As you know, Rome, ancient Rome, was this great ancient society, the greatest of societies. Forever it was a republic. It was run by senators. It had a big senate, like a 300-man senate. It's run by senators. And then the country, because it got really, really wealthy, and the haves started crowding out the middle class and shoving them into the lower class with foreign slave labor and dirty business practices— started to become more corrupt. None of that sounds familiar to you, right? None of that sounds familiar to you? And so because the the middle class were being crowded out and now you have masses of lower class people who are upset, what you began to see was the rise of system disruptors. And there are several you can read about. I could never list them all for you, but several famous ones. The Grocky brothers, Gaius Marius. You may Some of these names may be familiar to you. Uh, one that I'm positive is familiar to you is Julius Caesar. You know Julius Caesar. You at least have heard of the name. Maybe the greatest general of all time, an absolute certified genius in every sense of the word. And I mean genius when it comes to writing and dictating. I mean, the guy was, his mind worked differently than yours and mine. But he was a system disruptor. What does that mean? Julius Caesar was yet another in the long line of system disruptors who stepped up to the entrenched system of power and instead of just becoming part of it, he challenged it. He challenged it. He said, no, it shouldn't work this way. No, the ultra-rich shouldn't buy up all the land and leave the middle class with nothing. No, it shouldn't be like this. No, it shouldn't be like that. And issued a real challenge to the system. Well, here's the thing. System disruptors, they die. Almost every single system disruptor in Rome, as it was transitioning from becoming a republic to becoming an empire ruled by emperors, they were all killed. All of them. You know about Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar was the last of them. There were several that came before him that were that were, were preaching that populist message like he, like he was preaching. That's what Donald Trump was. No, no, I'm not saying Donald Trump was Julius Caesar. Donald Trump was a system disruptor. What do you mean you want to renegotiate a trade deal with China? We've already got things set up with China. We've already got some business on the side there. What what are you doing? What do you mean you want to renegotiate NAFTA? We already have everything laid out and it's working fine for us. I realize it's not working great for the American worker, but shut up. It's working fine for us. What are you doing? What do you mean you want to... You want to stop illegal immigration? Are you crazy? Don't you know? I have, I, I have 10 restaurants. I have dishes to wash. I can't afford to pay this American minimum wage. Donald Trump was a system disruptor. Not a Democrat disruptor. A system disruptor. So that's why every single part of the system that was deeply entrenched within the system, 
and benefits from the system, Republicans included. They wanted him gone. You can call it deep state, whatever you want to call it. I I don't care what word you want to put on it. Very, very, very wealthy, very, very, very powerful people in this country, many of them, the majority of them, did not want Donald Trump stepping in and altering the way things are. Those senators in ancient Rome, they couldn't have these populist demagogues rising up convincing the people that they should have more power. That'll disrupt the thing I've got going. I've got some good things going on. So they simply killed him. I have a good friend of mine. He argues Donald Trump not being reelected saved his life. I actually said this. You may remember. You may not. It was only on social media because I didn't even have a show when Donald Trump was getting elected the first time. I actually said I could absolutely see Donald Trump being assassinated. I could. I could see it. Not because he's rude to the media either. You make enough wealthy, powerful people angry. Well, how many talks have we had about the things rich people have access to you and I don't have access to? I worried for his safety. I did. I'm part of me. Part of me is glad he's gone because I thought they were going to kill him. I did. System disruptors, and I, I used ancient Rome, and I used Donald Trump as an example. But those are just one of a thousand examples throughout history of somebody who rises and dies. I mean, Gandhi. Gandhi's another great example of this. How'd that work out for Gandhi? You see what I mean? System disruptors. They either get purged from power. Or they die. The system that you and I talk about all the time. The system is mega powerful. Don't undersell it. Don't undersell its ability to destroy you or I like that. It is powerful. Nevertheless, we've got to go make that fight, right? Don't we have to go make that fight? Otherwise, otherwise you end up with government officials like this lady in Wales telling you not to talk to your neighbor. We need to limit our movements. We need to consider whenever we leave our house that anyone with us, anyone we come into contact with, could convey the virus. So whilst it is in human nature to engage in conversation with others, to be friendly, um, unfortunately, this is not the time to do that. So even if you run into your next-door neighbour, in the shopping centre, in the Coles, while you're at Coles Woolworths or Aldi or any other um, grocery shop, don't start up a conversation. Don't talk to your neighbour. What, Chris? I can do accents. That wasn't bad. Yeah, it was. Are you? Is this still? Are you still saying I have a bad musical voice too from earlier? I was. Are you? I was breaking it down. <laughs> no, it's funny. I talked to my mom yesterday. She just went back to a wedding with all my cousins. I couldn't go. And I guess they all can sing and dance. None of the Kellys can do any of that. We can't draw, sing, dance. We have no creative or artistic ability whatsoever. We're not what, you, what you'd call a really skilled people. <laughs> all right. We got to pay homage to a hero. And I'll take some phone calls. Hang on. Protect your money. Protect your money. This level of spending, you know where this leads, don't you? You do. You know where this leads. 
it leads to the dollar getting worth less and worth less and worth less until it's worthless. Get some precious metals is all I'm saying, and not a piece of paper. Oxford Gold Group does something different. They get you real gold, real gold delivered to your doorstep. So you open up your safe and you see a passport and you see some reserve cash and you see some gold. Always make sure you're protected and insulated against disaster. You know what $28 trillion in debt means. You know what $30 trillion in debt means. You know what these inflation numbers mean. Nothing good. Protect your wealth with some real gold. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. I trust these guys. You will enjoy the process. Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Now, we have to pay homage to a hero. And initially, I was going to pay homage to the fifth grade teacher who quit. However, I just had somebody send me a video of a man who apparently took the breakup pretty hard. This is a news report from Australia. And I just have to clarify something. Fellas, ladies, I am not, not encouraging you to do such a thing. I just thought it was something worth being played on the radio. And yes, we'll take some phone calls in a minute. 877-377-4373. Chris, would you please, please play it? Kan's mother has been forced to block dozens of calls after her ex-partner allegedly took her phone number and plastered it on polls here around the CBD, telling people to call up and impersonate Chewbacca for a chance to win $100. This would be the most childish breakup I've ever had. Like... All he had to do was be mature and go, I don't love you anymore, I want to move on. The calls have been waking her and her three young children up at odd hours in the evening, and they're yet to stop. I won 500 bucks. Well, I'm getting phone calls at really strange hours of the night, about 1 o'clock till 4 o'clock. Forced to call back the wannabe Wookiees and tear down the posters. The things people do, the things people do when they break up. I know it's not funny. I really genuinely don't. But the things people do to each other, to someone they used to love. I mean, there is there is no hatred like the hatred you have for somebody you used to love. The stories you hear, the stories you probably have from things like divorce. Oh, gosh. Let's get to some emails here. We got to give Subway a little break. I thought they were trading up. Their last spokesperson was a pedophile. He's talking about, we were talking about Megan Rapinoe. Subway got in a bit of a pickle. Megan Rapinoe has been doing ads for them. Well, all these franchisers, franchisees who own these Subway franchises, they're getting complaints from customers because Megan Rapinoe is, uh, how do you put it? Horrible. Absolutely horrible. And in every sense of the word, she's just a terrible human being. So, so they've been getting complaints, but you forget about that, Chris, you forget about that. And I'm honestly not trying to rip on Subway. As I told you, Subway has the best cookies in the history of the planet. Nobody knows about this. No one knows about it for some reason. Subway's cookies are the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. That aside, they did have that Jared guy as their spokesman forever. Remember, he was the face of Subway and then it turned out he's a pedophile. 
Is that the all-time bad luck? Is that the worst bad luck in the history of bad luck for companies in the history of mankind? (laughs) All right. Let's go. Leo, here's your chance. Fire away. And Leo's gone. Look, we may come to you at any moment. You've got to be ready. Just listening to Monday, August 9th, or just listening to you on Monday, August 9th, yup, I did send Subway an email telling them I refuse to get my club sandwich until Rapino is gone. Keep reminding your viewers to contact these companies. I contacted a local yoga studio about how firing an unvaccinated worker is wrong. They went into freak out worry mode. In fact, he harassed me to tell him how I got that info from the person he fired. These liberals are marshmallows when confronted. I'll keep listening to you. Hear me now. My email inbox is full of these stories. You and I, we believe things. And part of our belief system has created a mentality in us. And I'm just as bad as you, believe me. A live and let live mentality. I don't want to talk to the manager. I don't want to send in an email. I don't want to do any of this stuff. I don't, I don't want to complain. I don't want to voice this. I don't want to voice that. Voice it. Make phone calls. Send emails. The reason so many of these companies out here now feel completely comfortable abusing you repeatedly, abusing your culture repeatedly, is they don't feel like they're going to get any real pushback from you and me. These guys, they sit around these corporate boardrooms and small businesses, and this is what they do. And I'm telling you, I know this from inside knowledge. This is what they do. Well, Bill, should we run that new transgender ad? I mean, we just sell tires here, but maybe we should make a transgender ad. And Bill's going to sit across the table and say to him, I don't know, Bob. I mean, if we do that, what's going to be the reaction? And he's going to say, well, we know those people on the right aren't going to actually do anything. They won't call and complain. They won't start a protest in front of my store. They won't send emails. They won't walk into the local locations and tell the manager they're never going there again. Those people on the right, they're going to do what they've always done and live and let live and keep buying our tower, our, our tires. But if we don't run the transgender ad, we know those nutballs on the left, they're going to protest and riot and they'll organize this massive email campaign. So why don't we just run the ad? What's the harm? Maybe it's time to start showing them harm. Business-wise, business, maybe it's time to start showing these businesses some harm on the profit-loss sheet. Maybe it's time. And again, I'm not making this about Subway. It was just one example. Maybe it's time for you and I to set aside the live-and-let-live mentality that has allowed these disgusting cultural Marxist hordes to tear through our society. It's time for us to meet them in that. I had some nutball live online today say, because I was, I was complaining about American Express and how I'm now going to have to change credit cards because I, I brought it up earlier in the show. They're teaching their employees about critical race theory and how racist they are. And I had someone come online, one of these communists, and say, I thought you were against cancel culture. 
<laughs> Buddy, you got the wrong guy. That's the old right. The old right is, I don't like cancel culture. Look, we're not going to be like them. You don't defeat your enemy being like them. I will just say this. That is maybe the most naive thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You don't defeat your enemy being like them. Any person who's ever seen combat or war will tell you, you absolutely defeat your enemy by operating the way they operate. You must meet them where they are. They're not going to look at you. The communists aren't going to look at your your nice conduct. Oh, he'll never cancel anybody. I have to tell you, I feel bad in my commie heart about canceling people. They don't think in that way. They look at you and think, what a soft, pathetic sheep. Maybe it's time to hit back. Maybe it's time to make them feel pain. Oh, I'm anti-cancel culture? Why would I be anti-cancel culture? The entire network here is filled with complaints about me every day of people wanting me fired. I'm not anti-cancel culture because even if I was, it wouldn't make them back off one little bit. Oh, I'm pro-cancel culture, baby. Let's do it. If we're going to be this type of person, if this is what this battle is going to be, don't think I'm going to sit on the sidelines. That's the old right. Welcome to the new right. Hang on, I'm not done. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Chris, do we have some place we're going with that song? It was a little it was a little I think out of left field for everybody including me. Did that have a purpose or something? Cuz there's a new movie coming out. We're advertising for new movies now. You know what? I, I I take this back. I hate to give him any credit at all. Have you seen the previews for the new movie? It looks sick. It looks sick. As soon as I saw they were remaking the Ghostbusters movie, I thought, oh, here we go again. It'll be another bunch of woke garbage trash you can't go see. And it might be. I mean, I don't know. But it didn't look like any of that in the previews. In the previews, it looked sick. I'm completely taking my boys to that. No, I I, I totally am. All right. You know what? I've avoided this all show. I'm done doing it anymore. I feel like a coward. I've avoided this all show because it's a family show. And it will always be a family show. I understand this. It will always be a family show. I've told you this a million times. I'm a bad person, but I do a family show. I do a show you don't have to kick your kids out of the car for. You can run into the store and leave your kids and it'll be fine. You can listen to it in the kitchen while you make a meal. It'll be fine. I'm never going to say something you your kids can't hear. I, I do that simply because I'm so sick of having to do that with my kids. I'm sick of having to pause the TV because I can't risk them seeing a commercial, right? And therefore, I've avoided this story the whole show, and I can't do it anymore. It's hard to talk about Hunter Biden and keep it kid-friendly. There's a new video that came out. Don't worry, I'm going to keep it kid-friendly. There's a new video that came out. Hunter Biden is in a hotel room in Las Vegas. He is there with... uh, Young lady is there with a young lady who uh, does things for money. Uh, fair enough. What, Chris? I was, I was being as delicate as I could. What am I supposed to say? He's there with a the lady of the night. What do you want me to say? Anyway, Hunter Biden's there. He's with a, a lady of the night. And the controversy is, the headline, this is from Daily Mail, claiming Russian drug dealers stole his laptop. I have a couple things about this. One. 
Why can Hunter Biden never keep a hold of his laptops? I've had like two laptops in my entire life. I've never lost them. They're sitting on my desk at home or occasionally they they come to work with me. Why is Hunter Biden always losing his laptops? That's one. Two. I'm the furthest thing in the world from a saint. I'm not going to be out here judging Hunter Biden on his very interesting extracurricular, extracurricular, that's a hard word, extracurricular activities. Why does he film all of them and put them on his computers? I mean, that's the, That was the, his, his issue with this. Why, why is he always filming something and putting it on a laptop? Chris, am I weird here? Is this like something people do? Oh, hey, I'm doing something illegal and embarrassing. Someone get this on film. We got to download it to the MacBook. Is, is, that, is that something people do? And lastly, and this is really my point, and then I'm going to move on here because I'm really uncomfortable. Why is he always, because this has happened multiple times, on camera. Why is he always having these heart-to-heart conversations with hookers? Is this something people do? Is this, is this, I mean, do you rent those things for different reasons than I thought? Am I out of line? You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to move on here. It's just very odd, buddy. There are other places you can go complain and it doesn't cost a dime and you don't have to take penicillin after Uh, just saying Chris said a therapist is probably cheaper. Probably is. I mean, unless you're in Mexico or something, let's move on. Shogun actual. I was totally against opening the phone lines for all the obvious reasons, but since listening to you hang up on so many jack wagons, I may have been wrong. The hanging up issue probably relates to people not being told to listen to their radios due due to the delay. You know, he just guilted me into it. Leo, who we tried to go to earlier, called back. Apparently, he has something to say. Phone screener says I should take the call. I'm reluctant to do so. Leo, I hope you're freaking ready because this is your last chance ever. Leo, go. Jesse, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm sorry for before. I would love to get back to the subject where you was talking about uh, to do this show doesn't take courage, as much courage as the teacher. And so, and so. you like history. Uh, so as most of the listeners don't know, but you know, and I know, I was 30 years living in communist. I was uh, sentenced to 36 months as a political prisoner. Uh, and that, in communist, that means sitting with the child molesters and murders. Hey, lawyer, Leo, 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 hear me out here for a second, and I really mean this, because I, I actually, I'm, I'm not going to give you the hook or anything like that. But you sound like you have a really interesting story, and I actually do want to hear it. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to email the show. Email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And I want you to email that because I can't understand a word you're saying. But it sounds, it sound, you sound like a person I want the audience to hear from. So do me a favor. Email the show. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Chris is already, he's giving me the thumbs up. He's going to look out for it. I'm going to read your email on the air tomorrow night because I want to hear this. You understand? Is that cool? Good. Right, we came to an agreement. What, Chris? What was that not nice? What do you mean? How was that not nice? I said email the show. Ah, oh, I was trying. Email. I'm 34 years old and listened to all three hours of Rush every day since I was 19. Gosh, man. 
is amazing how much that guy influenced generations of Americans. Anyway, after he passed, I couldn't find anyone to listen to that wasn't just complaining the whole time until your show went national. You do an incredible job of keeping your listeners informed and also making it fun. I regularly catch myself laughing out loud at the radio, which I haven't done since listening to Rush. More importantly, I made your burger last night. It is actually the best burger. Don't put your head in your hands, Chris. I told you this stuff is independently verified. And as someone who can eat onions like apples, you're right. They're not necessary. My liberal neighbor liked the burger so much, he might listen to your show. I'll keep working on him. Chris, I'm out here evangelizing with cheeseburgers. This thing is so good. (laughs) What do you mean you can't have it? Oh, I forgot you people can't eat meat and cheese together. Well, hold on. There's got to be some Jewish cheese, right? Is there? Is there not a uh, what do you? Uh, is there not a kosher American cheese? You people can have cheese, but not cheese and beef together. Why? It's too long to explain now. Okay, so you don't ever get to have a cheeseburger. Are you sure you don't want to hear about Jesus? What? All right, all right, we're moving on. We're moving on. Jesse, my kids start school next week here in Colorado. They go to a charter school, which keeps us a little loose from the rules of the county. That said, in an email, they announced they will let us go about mask rules the day before. They will let us know about mask rules the day before school starts. I assume the way things are going, they will require them. I do not want to have my kids cast with the, quote, crazy dad or use them as props, but I'm an inch away from sending them to school maskless and demanding that they are either let into school or expelled. They're good kids, great students, and super personable. I do not want to hurt them, but I think it's go time. Is it go time? Here, here's my advice, brother. Do it and don't do it. What do I mean by that? I support it. As long as your kids aren't out there on an island, if you can organize a bunch of parents to do it with you, now that is a protest. Your kids show up with no mask on and they've issued the mask mandate, all it's going to do is embarrass them. All it's going to do, instantly down to the principal's office, hey, wingnut dad, come get your kids, get them out of here, that kind of thing. However, however... 10, 20, 30 sets of parents do the same thing. Now you've created a problem for the school. Now you've created a movement. Remember, the numbers are with us. The numbers are with us. We must use them. I'm not done on this. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show final segment. All right. We're about to get to headlines. I didn't get to in just a moment, but first and foremost, I wanted to take a minute. As you know, I believe in acknowledging the talent of others when I see it. So when I turn on my television at night and I see a superstar, it's just, I guess it's because deep down, I probably am a good person inside. I feel the need to promote that person. So I saw this guy last night, and I thought, man, that was awesome. 
I feel guilty effectively defending Andrew Cuomo, something I've never done, hope never to do. And I just want to be clear, I'm not actually defending him. I'm defending the system of equal, equal application of the law, which I hope will save all of us in the end. Do you see kind of what's going on here? Oh, well, I'm glad I have a partner in crime. I've been having to do the same thing all day, Tucker. I've been trying to explain to people, this is a palace coup. These communists yes. who managed to slip enough knives into Cuomo to take him down don't actually care about any of these women, whether mm -hmm. they were harassed exactly. or not. None of these women are, are cared for by Letitia James or anyone else. If they cared about inappropriate touching by Democrats, they'd be looking a little bit more into Joe Biden, who's been doing this on camera for a long time, and none of his victims are old enough to ride the rides at Disney without an accompanying adult. So don't tell me these people actually care. They don't care. It's all about power. Well, this is the party that elevated, as its standard bearer, a guy who killed a woman in a car in Chappaquiddick in 1969. I mean, he was the hero of the United States Senate my whole life until a few years ago. So, no, they don't care. So why don't we just say that out loud? Why do we have to go along with this charade that, you know, the, the soy guys at CNN are so shocked by his behavior? You work at a TV network. I think you've seen it before. Trust me. Well, they have to pretend to care. All these people pretend to care, Tucker. That's especially as radical as they're getting now. They have to act like Governor Python figures, fingers was this nasty guy, and they've finally gotten rid of him. But everyone knows, it's, everyone can see the game now. That's not what it's about. It's all about naked power. And as you've been telling people, be careful what you wish for. I mean, Nancy right. Pelosi's 81. Cory Bush is 45. Uh, Cuomo was in his 60s. He now has this younger, much more radical generation taking over. I know this is a moment where we're supposed to be celebrating and this scumbag's going down. Be careful what you wish for. This next generation is so much worse than the current generation. I dare I say it, in 10 years, you'll be begging for the days of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Andrew Cuomo. Man, what a talent. What a talent. It feels good to give back and acknowledge so what, Chris? Yes, that was me on Tucker Carlson last night. Again, if you want to get a hold of the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, all is welcome. I read them all. Your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, you can get them in now for Friday. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. I read every single stinking one. Let's get to some headlines I didn't get to. Man's hit. This is from the EastbourneHerald.co.uk. Man's handwriting was so bad, Eastbourne bank staff didn't know he was trying to rob a bank. First of all, Chris, it's rude that you even printed this out when I didn't want this story. Chris printed this out because he's rude and because my handwriting has been called embarrassing, unreadable, and whatnot. And what's bad is that's when I take my time. That's what I'm really trying to make it legible. Like I explained earlier in the show, we Kellys don't possess artistic talent. None of us. We can't draw. We can't draw. None of us can sing. None of us can do. None of us can dance. None of us can play an instrument. And I mean nobody. I was kicked out of the choir in the sixth grade. The sixth grade. They don't kick anyone out. They were just like, I, I think you need to go do something else. And I was putting in an effort. I was, Chris. Headline. Researchers ask FDA to pull more sunscreens over possible carcinogen. Look. Let's be honest about something. I, look, it's just you and I talking here. Let's be honest about something. 
I obviously am a believer in sunscreen. I put sunscreen on. I don't want skin cancer, so don't make me out to be some wacko. But are we really under the impression you can take this liquid, apply it to your skin, and it repels the sun, and it's not bad for you? Are we doing that? Here, if you just take this cream and rub it on your arm, it'll soak in, and then UV rays can't get you anymore. Uh, that doesn't sound like it's probably that great for you. <laughs> I've always I've always thought sunscreen and deodorant, uh, they've got to be terrible for you, right? And yes, I wear deodorant. Okay, I wear deodorant. I won't be made into some dirty hippie. I wear deodorant, but... You place it on your skin, and it stops your skin from sweating. That's not good. What, Chris? Yes, I know that's antiperspirant, too. I use the antiperspirant. Are you one of these people who don't use antiperspirant, and you walk around all day looking like you just got out of the swimming pool? That's disgusting. Headline, Russian millionaire admits killing a man he mistook for a bear. In grief. I thought my body hair was starting to get out of control. Headline, holy coming out, Batman. Or holy coming out, Batman. <laughs> well, I messed that up. This is from the New York Post. Holy coming out, Batman. Robin is bisexual. New comic confirms. I'll just say this once again. We've said it a million times. These people, they are devoutly religious. They are devoutly devoted to communism. Even when they make comics for your kids, they don't sit down and say to themselves, how can I, how can I make this an exciting story, an interesting story, and good guys and bad guys? They sit down and think, how can I put my ridiculous beliefs on your child? That's how they think. Headline, breaking911.com, Biden administration announces $10 million to improve gender equity among workers in Mexico. You know, we had a president who was doing a pretty good job. I realize you didn't like his Twitter account. I understand we could have used some holding of fire every now and then. You didn't have to necessarily blast away at everyone, but he was doing a pretty good job. And now we have a bunch of communist children in charge of the country. That sucks. Hey, good luck, Mexico. I'm sure that'll work. <laughs> all right. We'll have some more fun tomorrow. That's all. Take it easy.